the Dapper Dividends podcast is on the air. It's on the air. It's in your head. Hey, what's up? We are alone now. I think we're alone now. Alone now. The beating of our hearts is the only sound. And somebody somewhere out there is saying, what in the hell did I just tune into? Is this a dividend investing podcast? Yes, it is a dividend investing podcast where the host just randomly breaks out in a song for no apparent reason. And some people on social media are not a fan of the singing and they say I'm a bit much to take. But hey, this is me. This is my personality. And I'm being more and more me and open. And ooh, that feels good. So what are we going to talk about with dividends? Well, we're eventually going to get to, we're going to work our way through it. Come on, follow me, everybody. Come on. We're going to get our way to what is the Texas two-step and how does that affect three, a 3M? Well, we're going to tell you all about it. Well, not all about it, mostly about it, what I can fit and cram and jam into this 30-minute episode. By the way, I am Russ. What's up? This is Dapper Dividends. We go full speed ahead, 30 minutes, no stopping, no halting. We leave all the mistakes in, no editing, and it makes you feel, I think, I hope, like you're just hanging out with me, sitting here, sitting on my couch with tape over your mouth. You can't say a word and I can't hear you, but you can sure listen to me. That's a little bit weird. Yeah. So we're going to talk about 3M. Do you know what? I was, my wife and I just this afternoon downloaded the principal app for budgeting. We're, we're starting a budget so we can track our money. Now I had read the Millionaire Next Door by Thomas Stanley, I think. And they said that most millionaires, my God, I got the burpees. (laughs) See, no editing, no cutting. It's true. It's really true. (laughs) Most millionaires use budgeting, not so they can save money, but so where they can see every dollar is going And if you don't know where all your money is going, how do you know if you're spending too much on something or how do you make adjustments? So we're going to really get on this and we're really going to do it together and start the whole just budgeting. I want to know where at least 95% of the money goes. And that's why they say, right, that you should spend as much as you can with your credit card or your debit card. Now, mind you, if you're like us, you need to pay your credit card off at the end of every month. Some people are crazy like me, and I try and pay it down multiple times a week. You can get reward points, but you got to know where your money's going. And the credit card has many other perks and benefits, like I believe insurance and fraud protection and whatnot, but they, it's for tracking. It makes it super easy to track all of your spending, where if you're spending cash, you're going to have to write that down and manually input it, and it's going to be a little bit harder. So we try to do that on everything. And that's what we're doing. I'm also reading Barbarians at the Gate. I am halfway through it. Really interesting book here in the United States. I don't know if you have this wherever you are, if you're not in the U.S., but the Hoopla app, H-O-O-P-L-A. If you have a library card, you download the Hoopla app, you hook up, you plug in your library card, and you're exposed to a bunch of media, a bunch of audiobooks and eBooks. But I, I use audiobooks, so I'm driving and working. I can listen. 
And this is a rather lengthy book. It's about the leveraged buyout of RJR Nabisco. Really fascinating story. The CEO, Ross Johnson, was a really crazy Canuck. He was a Canadian, and I'm learning all about it. And it's a pretty wild story. The only drawback, though, is that I feel that I need some kind of like the whiteboard behind me. I have to, there's so many players and people that are coming and going. There's a few of the main characters, but there's so many ancillary characters. It's really crazy. So yeah, Barbarians at the Gate, really interesting about the RJR Nabisco buyout uh, in the 1980s. By the way, uh, real quick note, this one is an affiliate link. Check in the description below, if you've ever wanted to join Seeking Alpha, you can click my link. I'll get like 40 bucks. It's an affiliate link. And they're running a $99 annual special. If you use my link, click that below. Enough of that. Uh, you know, I was reading as I go to Google and they suggest some top trending things. I've been kind of following the Lake Mead in Nevada, which is the Hoover Dam is right there, right by Vegas. So it's been dropping. It's dropped over 200 feet which is about 18 to 20 stories. And it's at its lowest level since it was filled in the 1930s. And man, they're finding bodies, lots of old ships and plane uh, boat wrecks, just all kinds of stuff. And as a, a metal detector, I love metal detecting uh, as a hobby. I just think like, oh, I would love the metal detector, but they're finding bodies and barrels. That was a, that one is crazy. That's a mob, gotta be mob related. They found, I hope you're not eating a body that was in a barrel. The person died of a gunshot wound. And they say that the clothing that they're wearing is from the late seventies, early eighties. They were well pre preserved. They have a tag where you can still read the labeling, I guess, because it was cool and dark. They were, Oh, they were hanging out inside of a barrel at the bottom of Lake Mead. That's got to be mob related. I'm sorry. But the other ones they say look like they were probably, you know, drowning deaths or something. Mm -hmm. Take a sip of water while we're talking about water. The water from Lake Mead is dropping, but the water in my glass is also dropping because I took a sip. Is that a coincidence? Do, 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 do. Man, you know what? I want to tell you about, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but there's a lot of companies that are starting to lay off people. And this to me, baby, that says that a recession is coming and we've got, sorry, my brain is just, my brain's just saying, don't fear the recession, baby, keep on investing. You know that song? Don't fear the recession. Yields are higher. That was really awful. Don't fear the reaper. Don't fear the recession. Go ahead. Make the song. Somebody out there. Do it. Do it. Do it now. And <laughs> yields are higher. That's why when we were in the recession in 08 and 09, I wish I was really investing then because people talk about the high yields, right? Because all the stock prices were cratered. Everyone was selling. And as I always say, what happens when the share price goes down, the yield goes up, investors get more bang for their buck. You get to lock in that higher yield on cost. And as I play with the microphone, <laughs> I'm playing with the microphone, moving it. Can you hear that? I don't You can hear that. That's like, <laughs> like ASMR. Ooh, I don't know how to do it. Anyway, so Walmart, I got a few companies here. 
Check out some of these notable company layoffs. Walmart cutting 200 corporate employees. Robinhood laying off 23% of their staff. Shopify axing 1,000 workers. 7-Eleven getting rid of 880 jobs. Vimeo, 6% of their workforce. Old Tesla is given the uh, pink slip to 229 employees. Rivian cutting 5% of the workforce. Remax, we got housing is slowing down. Remax letting 17% of the workforce go. Compass, the real estate company, 450. And Redfin, 6%. Microsoft, just under 1%, letting a a handful of people go. JP Morgan, over 1,000 employees. Coinbase is 18% of the workforce they're getting rid of. Carvana, 2,500 people. Peloton, over 2,800 people. The marijuana growth grower, cannabis, cannabis, canopy growth, the cannabis grower, 250 people, and PayPal, 83 people, and Netflix letting 150 people go. It's, uh, I think we're going to see the jobs report that comes out tomorrow, I think. The labor statistics, I think we're going to start to see cracking, and it's just, I think we're going to start to see these numbers go up and that's probably going to spook the market. Although I think a lot of it is baked in because remember the market is always forward looking as an investor. You should be forward looking. It's like Peter Lynch said, you can't just look at financial statements and become wealthy because if we were able to predict the future with what was going to happen within a company by looking at the financial statements then accountants and analysts would be the richest people on the planet. So always remember that. It's a good indicator of where a company's been. But again, I always say these companies are living, breathing entities. And unless they're suicidal or they just don't give a crap, they're going to augment and respond and react and try to reverse course and steer clear of where they were going if that's not where they want to go. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I love Tales from the Crypt. Okay, well, 10 minutes, 20 some odd seconds in. I hope you're still with me. By the way, did you check out my interview with Frank Malarchik? Went about an hour and a half. It went a little bit long. And I think I talked Frank's ear off. God bless him. He's 20 years old. And yeah, the interview was from the last one. But if you wanted to see the video and you're not on Spotify, you can click the link and go to YouTube and and check it out there. Oh, and by the way, if you are listening, I'll have the link in this in the notes below. I'm pointing down because I need to see it. You can't see me pointing down, but I am pointing down. And click that link if you would be so kind, because my goal was to be the most viewed live stream on Young live string? No, live stream on Young Frank's channel. And last I looked, I think it had like 125 views or something. Excuse me, but I want to get that up to, I think 255 or so will break it. So if you would be so kind, do that for me. And now we'll get into the 3M and the Texas two-step. Sounds like a comic book or something. So I've got this notified, notified, notatized, 
it's notatized. You see how we make up words here? This is what you get on the Dapper Dividends podcast. You get a guy that'll break out in song and create words out of thin air like notatized. So looking over my notatized notes, the Texas two-step, what is it? Well, it's two steps, baby. Step one, a new corporation is created. And step two, after that corporation is created, the company that created it then transfers the tort liabilities in question over to that newly created corporation. Now, this is also known as a divisive or reverse merger. And then that new corporation then files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So you may not know what tort liabilities are, and you may hear in the U.S. like they had a thing called tort reform, what they were doing. Well, a tort liability basically is something that needs to be resolved through the bankruptcy process. Instead of having a jury trial, I got to stop eating before I come on the podcast. This is unprofessional. Unprofessional. I had uh, beans and uh, protein wrap and tacos, whatnot. I'm doing, I'm experimenting with meatless. I've gone meatless since Monday. I want to do a week, maybe two, just to see what all the hubbub's about. So uh, where were we? Uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, tort reform and tort liability. So that's basically, it's when they're trying to, when somebody wants a wrong that was done to them to be redressed and basically they're going to get money to provide them relief from the wrongful acts. And again, it goes through a bankruptcy process instead of a jury trial or uh, settling out of court. So which is what the Texas two-step is. I, I kind of mucked that up. Tort liability. Okay. Tort law. I'm going to read down what I wrote. Tort law is to redress a wrong done to a person and provide relief from the wrongful acts of others, usually by awarding monetary damages as compensation. And the original intent of tort is to provide full compensation from four proved harms and lawsuits that involve contracts fall under contract law. That is actually from Investopedia, which I love Investopedia. And I say wrote down, I meant I copy and pasted that to my notes. But so basically that means that the dispute over the tort liability is going to have to be resolved through the bankruptcy process instead of a jury or them settling out of court. Okay, are you with us on tort? So yeah, tort is, you hear ambulance chasers. That's what they call tort reform. Like the guy in that movie, you know, he fell down. Ah, fell down. What was it from the 90s? He was in the, uh, that wasn't Clerks, was it? The guy fell down in the, and he's like, ah, oh, my, my back, my neck and my back. And he's, he's like, well, can I get some money? Like, get out of here. We're calling the police. He's like, well, can I get a few ribs? How about one rib? That's tort, is he wants to be redressed for a wrongdoing. So uh, basically, you may have paid attention to this. You may not have. Johnson & Johnson did this with the talc. There is asbestos issues that they've had ongoing with the talcum powder saying it caused cancer because there was asbestos in it. In June of 2021, Johnson & Johnson was ordered to pay basically $2.1 billion to claimants. 
they then went and did the Texas two-step, which by the way, they're usually, uh, the new corporation is uh, tied to, I can't think of the word, founded, I don't know, like there's Delaware law, you know, Delaware corporations, but they'll be incorporated in Texas. I guess the word I'm looking for is incorporated. They'll be incorporated in Texas because they're more business favorable there. And J&J did this with a new company they created called LTL Management LLC. LLC, by the way, means limited liability company that you can go after what that LLC has, not like the owner. So if I started a business and I had an LLC, then the business could get sued and bankrupted, but people can't go after my personal assets because it was an LLC. And they created that LLC plus a $2 billion trust to pay for future claims. Now, because the TALC liabilities are in a new subsidiary, the claimants can't pursue Johnson & Johnson for damages. They can only pursue LTL Management LLC. And since that new entity is just considerably smaller than Johnson & Johnson, that limits the maximum damages And this shields, again, like in my example, so this shields Johnson & Johnson from unlimited liabilities. And it's it's kind of like people, right? The good old agua. And it's kind of like people, like I said, that they don't want to be, have everything taken from them. So that's what Johnson & Johnson did. Now 3M perhaps, you know, following in their footsteps. In 2008, 3M acquired Aero Technologies and Aero Technologies was making earplugs for the military. They started making these in 2003 and they did it, I believe, until 2012. Now, Aero had claimed that they followed all the government directions and notified them of issues with the fitting now, these were the uh, the double-sided earplugs. Basically, one side would go in the ear and block out all the sound, but then you could take the earplug out, turn it around, put it back in on the other side, and you would be able to hear conversations, but it would still block out some of the loud noise as well. Apparently, soldiers weren't using them right, and they didn't fit right for some people. There was a... Um, Arrow said in order to have it fit, some people that had bigger canals would have to flip one of the ridges over and put it in. And the government said, okay, you know, they didn't want their literature. They would provide training to the soldiers on how to do that. So uh, Arrow Technologies, in a way, basically said that they followed the government's order. They told them what was wrong with it. And they even had a direction card that they wanted to include, but the government wanted their own and their own training. So to do that. Now, Aero Technologies, uh, and this is from an article I read uh, about Aero Technologies, which is the new entity that is going bankrupt. 3M is doing basically what J&J did. They are creating a new entity. So basically they're, you know, I guess you could say they're shedding out uh, aero technologies into their own entity. 
and they acquired them and now they're unacquiring them. So Aero Technologies and related entities, all of which are wholly owned 3M subsidiaries, have voluntarily initiated Chapter 11 proceedings seeking court supervision to help establish a trust, right, like J&J did, funded by 3M to efficiently and equitably resolve all claims determined to be entitled to compensation. Now, they had claimed, Arrow did, that they were government contractor defense. That's a legal loophole that sometimes they use to get out of it, saying, like, we just did everything the government said to do, so it's not our fault. And then people can't sue the government because the government, right, claims sovereign immunity. And the the reason they do that is because the government owns the courts. And what are you going to do? Try the government in their own courts? I mean, that'd be like somebody coming to your house and trying to lay down the law, but it's your house. So it doesn't matter if you're skewed, you're going to kick them out and say, yeah, maybe being a jerk, but I want you out. Get out of here. Get going. So, yeah. So anyway, that's why, in a nutshell, that's your... 10 second uh, sovereign immunity uh, little discussion. But I found this quote interesting from one of the lawyers uh, that said, uh, or this is Joseph Sigmund. Okay, he's a plaintiff. He said, quote, 3M believes each veteran's hearing damage is worth less than $5,000. In uh, said plaintiff Joseph Sigmund in a statement after learning of 3M's $1 billion trust, would 3M CEO Mike Roman want to lose his hearing in exchange for $5,000? Our fight has just begun, and 3M will regret taking on those who served our nation and defended the values 3M treats with such contempt. Now, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, and I'm going to tell you why. So, for again, for those of you that don't know, I am a naval veteran and I was in with a lot of shady people. I know that you are supposed to believe that every veteran is a hero, but I was in the Navy with some real scumbags. Believe me, shit got stolen. There was anything you could imagine, like in high school, happened. People would break into your locker and steal stuff. It was crazy. So everyone's a hero, my ass. Okay. I do love everyone that served and and is serving, but I think it gets a little carried away. Now, what I think is crazy is that, check this out. There's a death gratuity program that provides for a special tax-free payment of $100,000 to eligible survivors of members of the armed forces who die while on active duty or while serving in certain reserve statuses, a hundred grand. Okay. Now, two veterans were each awarded $15 million in compensatory damages and 40 million in punitive damages. This is from some of the Bellwether trials. Nine of the 14 service members who were plaintiffs in the successful lawsuits were awarded $1.7 million to $22.5 million each. And the kicker. The granddaddy so far of the Bellwethers was in May, 3M was ordered to pay $77.5 million to a military veteran who claimed his defective earplugs caused hearing damage. I have tinnitus. These people have tinnitus. I have hearing damage. Yes, a lot of it is caused from nightclubs and dancing 
five feet away from a speaker that was as big as I am and turned all the way up. But with that being said, really, tinnitus is getting some people $77 million. While if you die, that's 100000 That doesn't sound right to me. I don't think tinnitus is 77,400% more serious than death, okay? And I get a little bit, you know, because I was in, and I see this as a money grab. Now, again, 3M has committed a billion dollars, right, to fund this trust and an additional $240 million for projected case expenses. They hit that 5,000 number. He's doing the math. So uh, one last note. As a result, 3M recorded a total pre-tax charge of $1.2 billion or $1.66 per share and reflected it as an adjustment in arriving at its results and adjusted for special items. So basically, it's going to be about $1.66 per share is what that's going to cost. But right now, last I counted, and I could find there's 235,000 claimants and it's growing and they think it could reach upward, uh, upwards of 300,000. So if they were all to get a million dollars award, okay, yeah, 235,000 times $1 million is $235 billion, okay, people? 3M has a market cap of $81.66 billion and an enterprise value. Now, enterprise value, for those of you that don't know, is all the debt. That is what you would have to pay if you wanted to buy the company 3M because you'd have to acquire all the debt that they're liable for if you wanted to take it over. So they have an enterprise value of $95 billion. That $235 billion would be 60% greater than the enterprise value, which to me is crazy. I see this as a lot a lot of people want a payday and I think it's good of 3M to protect themselves because it'll get nutty. You have anybody that was in the military, anybody that was near the military between 2003 and 2012, mind you again, um, 3M didn't even come into the picture until what, uh, three, four, five years after these earplugs were already out there and being done. So they're responsible, of course, because they bought it and they own the, they made them a subsidiary. But come on, I'm telling you right now, I know, I know there are a bunch of, a bunch of veterans that just want free money. They want a payday. And they're probably not even thankful for all the amazing things that 3M does with that ubiquitous logo. I'll post pictures on Twitter and you see me posting and I'll say, look at that. The 3M logo strikes again because it's everywhere. It's in road signs. It's in medical. We didn't even talk about the spinoff. They're spinning off uh, a part of their medical and they're going to retain 20%. Anyway, that that's, I guess, a different episode. But medical, I mean... <laughs> They are everywhere. 3M is everywhere. How much people have they kept safe through all of their, their safety equipment? It's a lot. And, you know, it's just, it's a cash grab. Come on. It's a cash grab. They didn't, you know, maliciously say, hey, we're going to create these earplugs. These earplugs? I went, uh, 
I went Japanese all of a sudden. Do you know, I learned in World War II that because Asian people, and I love you if you're Asian, but this is the truth. They don't speak, when they speak English, they have trouble saying L's and R's. So some of the words on some of the fighting in the islands that if somebody was running up, they didn't know who was coming, they would have keywords like some of them were maple and flag because if you knew English, you'd have trouble, I guess, mepra or frag, you know? No, I guess they say ours. It's L, frag. Anyway, so back to wrap up what I'm telling you. I, I'm, I'm, it's unfortunate anybody that wasn't trained properly or didn't use things right. And I know a lot of people aren't the brightest. So some people probably tried to put the things in sideways or just didn't wear them at all properly. And it's a cash grab and 3M has to protect itself. They're a living, breathing entity and they're not going to be bled dry just because somebody wore earplugs and then got out and went to a rock concert and stood five feet from Zach Wilde playing his guitar on an amp turned up to 11 and lost some hearing. So, you know, I feel bad for people that were truly affected, but 235,000 people is a lot of people. And I think 3M is doing the right thing. They have to protect themselves. Otherwise, people will just, again, they'll just come out of the woodwork and bleed them dry. So anyway, those are my thoughts on the whole thing. And hopefully you're a little bit more educated. And now you know what 3M and Johnson & Johnson did and the reason why they're doing it. Feel free. I'll link below to the Investopedia article that I got a lot of this information from on the Texas Two-Step delve into it further if you'd like. And thank you for stopping by. Hit me up on Twitter at RustyRam78. Check out DapperDividends.com for all my updated options, income. I thank you for joining me. And until next week, so long, everybody.